0: This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tien, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Good Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for joining us for our
1: Open Ideas program. KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464 is our phone number. And we hope you'll join us and express yourself. What a weird day. Like some sunshine, but like kind of heavy showers at times, kind of sleety showers. We had some slush that kind of collected on our windshields up here at the KGMI studios, but, um, wintry weather returning this week anyway, to Whatcom County and more wind coming our way too overnight tonight and over the next couple of days. But, uh, as I said, glad that you're here. And, uh, Again, we get uh, things rolling with our friend Majid here in Bellingham. Hi, Majid.
2: Yes, hi. How are you?
1: Very good, very good.
2: Thanks for joining us I'm sorry. I'm getting emotional right now because I thank you and Michelle and uh, Rich and John and everybody else who were so nice to me. And my son Yusuf, my wife Wafa, I've been going through a lot of problems lately. You know, I'm very depressed for these problems I had, you know, like racism and everything. Uh It's not not recently. It's been going on for years and years. And I'm trying to... (laughs) I want to thank all of you for everything. And it's true. It's true that, you know, things like that happens all the time. I'm not being paranoid or anything. It happens to me a lot, uh-huh. you know, lately, especially lately. Uh-huh. But I want to thank all of you for being nice and kind.
1: Well, Majid, I don't doubt that it happens, and uh, and we all have different experiences in our society. And I've said that many times. And uh, uh, I just really hope that you know that we do sincerely mean it. That uh, you are, you're our neighbor. You're our 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 brother here, our, you're our fellow citizen, and uh, we do care yes. about you and how you're treated. I pre- and, and it and I it bothers that. yeah, and it bothers us when we hear these kinds of stories that um, that anyone would treat uh, someone yes, here in our I community that. that way. Especially,
2: you know, I I work for uh I work for the agency, you know, government agency. I don't want to name who because right. they
1: may yeah, that's make fine.
2: trouble for me. Yes. But they used to call me Osama bin Laden and Rushdie and uh, all kinds of stuff, like local terrorists and everything. And now it's biting me, you know, and I, it's coming back, you know, I mean, I'm having nightmares and everything. Oh. And I'm going to doctors for that. Well, good. Yeah. yeah, they put me on medication and everything. But, you know, the thing is, it shouldn't be like that, you know, I mean, my father was a doctor and. I don't know why this happened, but it happened since 1975 when I came here to this country, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in high school, they used to make fun of me. You know? It it just happens. You have, you know, we have to educate people. You have to let people know not to do that, not to bully. I used to be bullied a lot uh-huh. in high school and still bothers me.
1: Well, I can only imagine what uh, a lifetime of that those types of experiences how that might affect now, you.
2: And um, no, in my sixties, yeah, it yeah. bothers me more even. You know, I have nightmares from it. And my son is trying to uh, talk to me and say, you know, it's okay, Dad. You know, there are mean people out there, but you gotta hang in there, mm-hmm. and and you know, tough it out, you know. But it's hard. Yeah. But it I is. want to thank all of you for being kind and being so gracious.
1: Well, thank you. That's for, all. I have to say. Okay, Majid. Well, thank you. We're so glad that you do have family, uh, your wife, your son, and others who are who you really yeah. care about you and and are supporting you, and just know that we support you too, and uh, and we care about thank you, you. And, and thank you, you. you. And value you and value you, Majid. Thank you so Appreciate much. Death. Thanks yeah, for calling. And have you have a good day. You too, and take care. Okay. All, All right. right. Bye, All right. Bye. Thank you. And uh, well, it's uh, just uh, tough to hear that, but uh, our hearts do definitely go out to Majid, and anybody experiencing uh, that in uh, in their day-to-day lives, you can only imagine about the, how, how you'd feel as a young person, maybe a teenager, you think, I'm going to grow, I'll get past this, I'll get away from these people into a different area, and, and then experience the same sort of thing in every, every stage of life. It's got to be really, really, really difficult. So our, just our very best to Majid. Uh, let's go to John in Ferndale. Hi, John.
3: Hey, Joe. Gosh, can you imagine yeah. being Iranian? And he said he came here in the 70s mm-hmm. and then 79, the Iranian hostage crisis. I, I had a classmate in, in high school who his parents uh, escaped Iran and sought asylum, and you know he was a citizen and, and everything. And yeah, it was the same sort of thing. It's like, oh, you know, you're you're Iranian. Well, that that must mean this. And it's like, you know, hold yeah. your head high, my friend. You're a survivor, Majid. You're a survivor. And the thing is, the people, the people who mock you, and 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 you know say these horrible things, they'll never get the pleasure of having a cup of tea with you or a bowl of fish soup. And hearing your stories, you know, so you're mm-hmm. a survivor, my friend, yeah. and uh, you're you're more of an American than some than some people. I mean, people who have to take a test. I don't know if yeah, he, he, he had to take a citizenship test, but I don't know if I could pass it without cramming.
1: Yeah. yeah, true, oh. absolutely. So, the
3: yeah. question, the question from yesterday was uh, Harry S Truman. What does the S stand for? Yeah. He actually had no middle name. His parents gave him the middle initial S really? to honor and please his his grandfather's Anderson Ship Truman and Solomon Young. Huh. So. Okay. Yeah.
1: So they just gave yeah, him then, a middle initial, no middle name.
3: He didn't have a middle name. They didn't huh. give him one. Uh, they just gave him the the initial.
4: Okay.
3: So, yeah, that, strange. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, my my folks used used to call me, you know, cuz my name is just John. Right? But, they, they would, you know, when I would be in trouble, it would be Jonathan Aloysius. You know, they had a whole string of names. Um, but, um, Aloysius. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, still, I still laugh. So guess what happened yesterday, right? So you and I have been talking about the Dominion case, the voting company that was slandered by Fox News and by Trump and his people and stuff. Uh-huh. And my contention to you is that, yes, we have the freedom of speech, but not the freedom to lie. If we did, we wouldn't have the Eighth Commandment back in the old days that's, tran- that's translated now to uh, perjury. Can't commit perjury. You're not allowed to lie just because you have freedom of speech. But then it runs up against the world of sales with hyperbole and puffery, right? Like I, I was thinking about a- AI. And just like a good human being, and this is where I agree with, with, with Dennis Prager. If you want a good AI or a good human being, it has to have morals, has to have a moral code, and how you get that that moral code? Well, you know, there's lots of great religions and lots of philosophies, and and have the many paths up the mountain, but the view is is the same. I believe, I believe that a virtuous person, who, you know, was raised on an island in the Pacific where they worship the sun and the volcano and the seas, if they don't commit murder and then they're good to their to their parents and and their children, I think. I think they're good people just because they weren't baptized, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also appreciate the words of Christ. You can't argue with that. But anyway, so the whole thing with uh, has come out So since January 6th. They're trying to put the timeline together on that day, January 6th. A new thing has been added from this Dominion testimony. And that is that our former president, during the attack on the Capitol— when he should have been making an address and telling people to go home and stop the violence, he wanted to get on Fox News and go on the Lou Dobbs program because he's a political ally and he'll just yes-man to everything that Trump said. So, you know, uh, 187 minutes, he let the carnage happen there. The blood on, on on the steps of the Capitol and the yelling and screaming and people smoking dope and spreading their okay. feces. Not all of them, but no. some of them. And it's it, it's no. gross. And anyone who didn't right. enter the compound, I have no problem with. But if you entered and you fought with police, you ought to be in jail, along with any Antifa protesters who, who broke windows and attacked police. They need a cold jail cell too. And I said all that right. at the time, okay. right? If you break the law, I got no use for you. But anyway, that's all I had today. I'm looking forward to other people.
1: Thanks, John. Appreciate your call. Let's go to Daniel in Bellingham. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Joe. How you doing? Very good. You got a theory about Roswell,
5: huh? Well, yeah, Roswell and the military complex of the nineteen forties, you okay. know, to cover up and uh-huh. lies and truth. Well, in nineteen forty seven, you know, uh that's when I believe that the military started keeping secrets from uh the United States, from uh, you know, government by the people for the people. And out of uh, Majestic 12, I don't know if you ever heard of Majestic 12, it was born under Harry Truman's watch. Uh, and out of Majestic 12 came Project Blue Book, and that kind of degraded a lot of truth about Roswell, what have you. And then when Dwight Eisenhower was in office, uh, he warned that the military complex wants to be its own authority. They just want to break off and just be who they are. Uh-huh. And my theory is for the last 20 years I've been saying this. I believe that UFOs, if, if they are UFOs, are falling angels. And if, UFO, if, if UFOs are real, then it's hands-off to human history because we are creating God's image. We are a chosen race. Jesus paid that price for humanity, you know? Uh, We are his people, uh, however big the universe is, you know, this little part of the universe belongs to him. And I wanted to mention about Ezekiel. In chapter 1, Ezekiel had a vision. He was uh, a major prophet in captivity in Babylon, and he describes a flying vehicle. You can read the whole chapter, it describes a flying vehicle. And one of my Bible teachers says that God was in that vision with the vehicle, now the, the vision is for future events that will take place in the end of the gospel age, for instance, the false rapture and what you have there. And I just want to kind of share that because sometimes I feel like I'm in captivity, you know, in my own country, you know, the way things are going uh, it's hard to get the truth. It's hard to get facts uh, and so on when it, when it just comes to the, you know, trying to live a Christian life and uh you know, just Rashid, what he was saying about discrimination. My heart goes after that, man, and I'll pray for him. And uh, Rashid, fight the good fight, man. Hang in there, All you know. Right. All right, then. And uh, I just wanted to kind of share that, Joe, about the false rapture, because when you hear about the temple in Jerusalem being built, know that the stage is being set for Antichrist to come on the scene. And millions and millions of even Christians are going to be deceived. Well, what and about
1: just, what about when when Christ and I'm just asking uh, sure. innocently enough. I'm not trying to, to mock or anything. But what about uh, when Christ does come? Will uh, because the last time around didn't go so well for him as far as being accepted and understood to be who he was. How what will make things different this time around? Well, as the first far time as the Lord, yeah, go ahead. If,
5: okay, the first time the Lord came as a lamb when he returns, he's coming back as the Lion of Judah. In other words, he's coming back with a sword. He's coming back. The Word of God is a double-edged sword, okay? And that's why I, I try to impress on people not be careful how you use the Word of God because you're actually talking about Jesus because he is the Word. The Word became flesh that dwelt among us. And he's coming back as the Lion of Judah, and he's going to take care of business.
0: Oh, wow. You know, okay. Right
5: at Armageddon, right at that doorstep of Armageddon, He's going to come back for his bride. But you have, you have to know that Antichrist comes before Jesus Christ. Antichrist is 666. That's the, the mark of the beast, the number of man. And Jesus returns, and that's all in the book of Revelation 777. Six comes before seven. And if people think they're going to fly away and be taken away, well, maybe they will. But it might not be the way they expect. Wrong direction, huh? Okay, Daniel. uh, One more thing, Joe. Okay, sure. If the Lord Lord is coming back, why would anyone want to leave? And I'll just leave it at that.
1: All right, Daniel. Thanks for your call. And uh, we'll. Take a break at that. Uh, right now, we've got other folks on the line. Get to them and to you as well. 360-676-5464.
6: When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com.
7: Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marcia Neal, senior agent at Vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need as you prepare for your future. I've been in pain on and off for two years. My shoulder and low back. I've tried physical therapy, muscle relaxers, everything from ibuprofen to the heavier stuff. The drugs ease my pain, but when they wear off, the pain's back and I'm worn out.
1: Your lower back or your neck, shoulders, or shooting pain down your leg. I'm Dr. Eddie Hansen with Natural Way Chiropractic. We don't like pain, but we do
0: understand it, what causes it, and how to get you beyond it. Our Natural Way Healing System precisely identifies what's causing your pain, how to get you immediate relief, and how to get rid of it altogether. Some of our patients are calling it the Fountain of Youth Natural Way Healing System. We're simply pleased we're able to help so many people, thousands every month. Take the first step. Call or stop by Natural Way Chiropractic
1: today. We understand your pain and how to get you beyond it. Natural Way Chiropractic. Bellingham, Linden. Verndale and Mount Vernon.
0: We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. Thanks right,
1: for being with us here on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's go to Kirk in Bellingham. Hi, Kirk.
4: Good day, brother. Yeah, good yeah, day. After. Hey, um, um, I'd like to uh, talk about Jamie Carter. Okay. Um. Now, I... Ugh totally disagreed with most of his policies, but, um, cannot take cheap shots. Like most political people are doing nowadays. I'd like to say what I do agree with. I thought his work with, uh, Begin and Sadat was a great thing that really brought stability to the Middle East. And, um, his work uh, after he left office, uh, you know, Habitat for Humanity, and, and you know, um, a lot of his uh, work overseas. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of presidents sometimes do their best work after they leave office. And, and you know, political adversaries become friends. I mean, look at uh, George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they were like, political adversaries but they ended up becoming friends right and you know that that's that's great and the thing i i i do respect about jimmy carter was he was a simple guy like harry truman truman was a farmer and when he left office he went back to his farm and he got you know off the world stage and went back to his everyday life and that's kind of how i saw carter Mm-hmm. You know, he just kind of like, okay, well, my, my, you know, day in the spotlights, you know, passed and yeah, all right, let's go back home and do what I do. And, you know, I, I just, I, I respect that. Yeah, He right. wasn't like, you know, an out of office uh, blowhard. And, you know, and he's done a, a lot of great work. I mean, I got a soft spot for, uh, you know, housing for, you know, the homeless and, and right. the the needy. And his Habitat for Humanity work, I mean, God, that stands alone right there.
1: Yeah. He did really commit himself to, uh, to a life of service and, uh, and maybe did accomplish more out of office than he did during uh, his presidency. And, and like, I, I would say almost, uh, you know, generally presidents seem to sort of, You know, they might pop up here every once in a while with with a comment on current policy or that sort of thing, but they don't seem to be really that effective or out in their communities doing hands on work the way Jimmy Carter did. And yeah, so
4: when when I see the guy in his late seventies and he's standing there running a chop saw and you know holding the shotgun level making sure something, you know, is plumb, uh-huh. It's like right on, man. I mean, former president, it, somebody else could be doing that. He's like, no, no, no. Hey, boys, you know, hand me that level and I'll help you out and, you know, show you how it's done. Yeah. And I I thought that was really cool because, I mean, I've worked in construction and it's like the fact that, you know, hey, yeah, well, I'm not too good to get my hands dirty, so, hey,
1: yeah,
4: pass me that wrench.
1: All right, Kirk, thanks for the call. But-
4: right on brother appreciate it
1: let's go to robert in bellingham hi robert hello um
8: i've never i don't always know what a racial minority might go through so but i uh sometimes i could be discriminated against just because my clothing or something because i don't always look like i have money but i um and i i'm kind of sensitive so i want people to be kind most of the time Mm -hmm. but sometimes when they're abrupt I realized that it's just because of the circumstances. And so there's an interesting story that I thought about when I heard from that first caller. Um, during the pandemic, I um, I I was looking, I needed a new tube for my bicycle, and so I, I went to a bike shop because I hadn't needed the shop for a while. And so I started to read the sign on the door, and it said that you're supposed to – Call or order online and there was somebody in there and he just opened the door real abruptly and he and he says he can't come in was the first thing out of his mouth but I think I realized that he was just a young fellow, and it was just the first thought that came to mind. But the first thought that came to my mind was, oh, should I go home and buy it on Amazon? And as soon as I said that, he became very accommodating because uh, brick-and-mortar businesses are struggling compared to Amazon, especially during the pandemic, and they were trying to sell online from their store here in Bellingham. So immediately, as soon as I said, oh, I should go home and buy it on Amazon, he became very kind and, and what do you want? Well, we've probably got it here, and he was very helpful after that.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, and I understand what you're saying, that um, it can be the circumstances or the, the mood of the person or that sort of thing uh, as far as how they treat another but i uh, want at the same time, I don't want to discount what someone says so their their what they take from an experience and what what their feelings are following how an, an encounter with someone you know
8: yeah, I notice the restaurants sometimes there's uh a, a, a one meal that's made that's not very good, and then people will. Will judge the whole restaurant and say, "Well, I had a bad meal there, so that restaurant's bad." And you know, they might have just been one circumstance, but you know, because things happen fast, and sometimes it isn't the whole story.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Thanks, Robert.
8: Uh, okay, Thanks. Right. I have another story about. Um, they are talking about the person talking about angels. As a kid, I grew up in a real liberal church, and when I was a kid, I kind of had the hope that there was such a thing as angels. And um, when the Gemini spacecraft was up there, there were these mysterious white things around the spacecraft that were floating around, and I thought, oh, maybe they're angels. And then next day, I was a little uh, bit depressed when the news said we found out what the white things were, and it was ice off of the rocket engine, no but <laughs> I, I I do have the hope that there might be something but I, I don't think we know what it is and I'm pretty liberal so I think you know there is a hope that there could be something more but but I think we we try and we think we know what it is and we don't always know what it is
1: something more than our human existence you mean yeah. something
8: beyond like this? A,
1: Yeah, something beyond just
8: our short lives, like an afterlife. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm willing to think that in in the realm of possibilities, there may be nothing past this. But it's a depressing thought. And I I just hold out the hope that there might be something more. But I don't think we have to know exactly what it is. I think it's an adventure. We don't know what's coming next. And I'd rather think there was something more than just a dead-end street. But for all I know, it could be just a dead end. When we die, but I I I believe religion is is something that we can speculate about, but it's not quite the same as as definite evidence based science. Science doesn't know everything, so it's like a path of discovery, but it. It provides hope, but if, as soon as we try and define it and say, "Well, this is angels, or this is how the angels are going to appear," and all of that, we get into trouble because if there isn't scientific evidence about, we just end up fighting over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, of course, yeah. Anything that be, thanks for your call, Robert. And anything that uh, exists beyond our our experience as human beings, obviously, would have to be created or presented by some other being other than human and um as a human couldn't create it uh so i guess then it then you have to believe in that that as uh, supreme being or um god if you will uh but uh and uh, so then too much faith in anything human-based i guess then undermines that i just some some kooky thoughts bouncing around in my head, and we want to hear what's bouncing around in your head here on KGM. Connects. next quick break, back with more. We got Rich in Ferndale in the uh, he's in the box, so we'll be with him in just a moment. We want to hear from you. 360-676-5464. COVID
7: nineteen has tested our communities in unthinkable ways. In the face of crisis, Puget Sound Energy has given over eighteen million in bill assistance to customers impacted by the pandemic and together with PSE Foundation, gave four million in community grants for COVID relief. All the while, PSE continues to lead on clean energy with a goal to reach beyond net zero carbon emissions by 2045. It's part of our commitment to doing what's right for customers and communities. Together, we're creating a clean energy future for all Learn more at psc.com together.
3: Fires are deadly and can wipe out your business or home in a matter of minutes. If you need fire sprinkler installation, testing, repair, or service, nobody protects the Northwest like Columbia Fire.
0: Marty Boonstra here with Columbia Fire. You name it, we protect it. Schools, office buildings, high-rises, even residential, too. For the last 35 years, Columbia Fire has been your one-stop shop for all things fire sprinklers. Get on our schedule today at ColumbiaFire.net. ColumbiaFire.net. This is Steve Jostens
3: with Hinton Chevrolet in Linden. I hear from customers on a daily basis about our amazing service department. Anyone can sell you a vehicle, but not everyone can provide you the 2nd and none service you deserve after the vehicle purchase. Lots of dealers talk the talk. Come visit one that walks the walk.
9: Hinton Chevrolet, doing business with a tradition of trust since 1947. Located on the Guide in Linden, across from McDonald's, or online at HintonMotors.com.
0: We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. There
1: we go right back to the phones, and Rich in Ferndale joins us. Hi, Rich.
7: How's it going today, Joe?
1: Doing okay, yeah. Did you guys get sleep like, up there?
7: Well, Yes, yeah, a little bit. Not a lot. In various places, that must have been 11 in the morning or so. And
1: yeah. Then the got, sun uh, came
7: out, and it was nice.
1: Yeah, between around right 1 right on o'clock or so, I guess, I, I was driving back into the station, and uh, they're kind of coming down a little heavy at the, at, for a stretch anyway.
7: White roads?
1: Not quite was that much. White? No, uh-uh. it not quite that much. It was just kind of that splattery kind of slushy stuff just hitting the windshield. melted when yeah, it Yeah, yeah.
7: Our friend Majeed is struggling, it sounds like, struggling with depression due to people treating him unfairly in his life, and... Everyone experiences that to some degree, whether it's racism or ageism or a social class that doesn't take you seriously, or friends that don't respond to you. There's, life is a very unfair thing. Is you know, and today we're so focused on just race and trying to make everything equal. And the reality is, we can't make everything equal and fair. We have to choose to focus on the good. Like, you know, everyone who calls in the show pretty much supports Majid understands what he's going through and doesn't like it. But when, there's times when if you think too much on something negative, it just goes in circles in your head. and It's like a mm-hmm. it's a rat hole of negative thought. And not that it's not true, but you have to be careful to not let it get you so embittered. You just got to let it ride over, let it roll. Forget about the detractors and the idiots. You know, a, a storekeeper might treat you badly. Go to another store that guy's a buffoon and a fool. He doesn't need your money. Just go somewhere else. And, you know, everybody struggles with unfairness and we shouldn't we focus on the negative so much. I think our media and our entertainment is very negative based, especially now with social media. And there are good things that go on, but we never hear about it. Good news is you can't really find it. I mean, there is good news. There are good things happening, but it's not like in the newspaper. You know, it's. Or online, it's only negative stuff that we see.
1: Well, that by and large, uh, that's what we, you know, what news is. A lot of it is negative, but not all of it. Um, I I, and and I, I know what you're, what you'd come to, and I know what you're saying. I, it's easy to say though. Come on, buck up, you know, let it roll off your back. Well, what choice do
7: you have? Well,
1: I know. Forever,
7: I mean, it's not good. The only one that can help us is us, ultimately.
1: Sure, sure. But it's easy. Family, that sort of thing. It's easier for some of us to, to do that than it is for others. And, and, um,
7: Somewhat, but it's hard for everybody at times. Everyone's dealt f- with that. At in some point.
1: case, I'm glad that he's talked to somebody who can. Yeah, and, and you know, he's obviously his family supporting him, but he feels he feels he needs something more than that, and that's good that he's seeking that outside help to to get yep. through this and work through these feelings and um, and 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 be healthy. And not everybody needs that. Some some don't and some some have, can't couldn't get by without it you know and i
7: i have noticed in the last couple of years though retailers and customer service is pretty poor there's not enough workers here cost of living's high you just get these shrug your shoulder attitude yeah you're at a store and you ask for something and nobody really cares to help you and so today i was on Lummy island and i had to come back on the ferry and I missed one ferry. And then I had to wait for the next. And then it was lunch break. So I sat there for over an hour. And I'm thinking, man, this is just and I So I read an article and talked about these. There was a little library thing in the uh, the bathroom shack before you get on the ferry, a
8: uh-huh. small
7: little cabinet, you know, library, things like grabbed a magazine, read it and it had some interesting articles about what's going on in the world and all the different political views and racism and all these things. And yeah, just, uh, I, I thought, sit here, waiting, you know, customer service, only the government can take your money and then still make you wait. And all these cars lined up, and they're just sitting there having lunch, and everybody's lined up on both sides. And you're just like, golly, if that was a private business, they would be so, people would so raise cane over that. But it's okay, because that's just the rules. And everybody has to sit there and wait for half. I mean, they got enough people. They can take a break while they're en route, you know, and rotate or something. But,
5: well. Wow.
1: I don't know that it's because it's government-run. I mean, I've had to wait for pri- – I mean, who hasn't sat on
7: a jet for hours or – Waiting is fine when the boat is in motion and they're doing what they can do. But when everyone's waiting while well, they sit there and eat their lunch every day for like 40-some minutes, and it happens to be that I missed one, the, the previous ferry, by two cars. Oh, no big deal. They're back in like a little over 30 minutes, and the cars come off, and then they put the gate down, and you're like, oh. And then, so there's like a whole ferry load behind me. And on the other side, on the mainland, there's a whole ferry load. And there they sit. And I'm just like, Ugh. they start thinking about the differences between, you know, customer service and what the government does and what a private business can or can't do. And it's it, there's just, people don't seem to want to help you as much in the stores anymore. It's I don't know if it's just here or everywhere or everyone's got a crappy attitude with the pandemic and
1: well, I think we're
7: it, we're so focused on negative, maybe that that's, nobody just seems doesn't seem to matter. You know, like we'll get to you when we get to you. You know.
1: All right. Well, I I think in in some cases, yeah, I've had that experience. In other cases, um, people are are eager. So, I, I yeah, I. That's I, where
7: I, we focus, right? You remember the negative way more than you remember the positive.
1: exactly. Thought. That's true. That's true. And then human and, nature. Yeah, and like one of our previous callers said that you might get a you know, you get bad service at one place and it it. You've got that in your mind forever. You know, it's like, I'm not going in there. They treat me like garbage. But anyway.
7: By default, we are negative people. We default to the negative. You have to take a lot of effort to be positive and think good things and do good things. We're not good by nature. If we were good by nature, we wouldn't need laws. Well. Everything would just work itself out. You wouldn't have, there would be no laws against murder or stealing because people are good, right? They They don't do bad things.
1: But most people don't need a law to say that that to keep them from going out and killing people the next day. I I, no, I think, I've thought about that. I,
7: I think I, people I, I, there'd be way more murder if it was legal. I Joe, there'd know. be a lot more people killing people. Uh, I'm sure of
1: it. Well, I, 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 don't know. Maybe, but I tend to think that uh, that that, it, that it, it's it wouldn't be easy for most people to it go out and kill somebody like, who they they disagree with. I I, I don't know that.
7: Right. You'd, I, I don't know. I think there would be a lot more. If we took uh, away that law, there would be more murder. I'm totally sure of it. It's not like everyone's going to kill somebody. I, I bet you double. I, well, at I don't, least double.
1: Oh, I don't know. I, I doubt you know, that. That's
7: I, what laws are for, to keep us good.
1: Because I think we have a sense of humanity. Most of us do. There are those who don't. But most of us have that sense of, of connection to other people and, and to do something so heinous to someone else.
7: Well, but Even if you don't the
1: know them, him, it... it, it it's, it takes a but part of you. It kills a part of you.
7: Yes, but murder's not necessarily – it's to help people too. Like you're protecting a family member or someone wronged your friend in the worst way and you're going to make them pay. You're on a justice binge. I mean it's not like you just kill like, people for no reason. There's always a reason.
1: Well, not always. But you, yeah, but do it. Yeah, I, most I, I of the time. yeah.
7: All right. All right, Rich. All right. Have a good day. Yeah, too.
1: you too. Thanks for your call. Let's see. Real quick, let's go to uh Greg in Deming. Hey, Greg. Hey, how you doing? Do, doing well. Doing well. You had a response to Rich about the ferry.
10: Yeah, you know, I my parents used to live on Lummy Island and I've waited for the ferry and I've worked over there before and I just think that you know, that he thinks that he's so special that these poor people that work on that ferry don't get to take a lunch because I'm sure that he takes his time to take his lunch. So, um, let the people have their lunch, that's just part of what they do. So, they're hauling us back and forth. So, I just thought it was a little, um, yeah, I, I'm with you, Greg. Yeah, I yeah, think, exactly. Yeah, you know, I, how would he like somebody interrupting his lunch? I know that ferry ride's only ten minutes, so you got to try to get your lunch in in ten minutes.
1: Yeah, oh. exactly. Or <laughs> right. Yeah. Or you know, the, okay, you take your, you have have ten minutes here, do your lunch. I'll I'll you know drive the boat, and then you take over for me on the next trip back, and I'll take ten minutes and. And
10: yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if Rich is still in in working people, but, you know, I'm sure that he takes his lunch and takes his full lunch when he can.
1: All right, Greg, thanks for your call. Okay, thank you. Appreciate Bye. it.
9: Let's go to uh, Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Um, you know, I find myself inspired by Rich's call, and that's why I called, um, especially the first part of his call. You know, I think he's right in so many ways. Um, But on the other hand, um, I find myself in agreement with you in some ways, too, when it comes to, you know, I I do agree with Rich that laws do tend to deter crime. Uh But as far as, you know, serious and violent crime, I don't I honestly don't think we would have a huge increase in rapes and murders if all of a sudden people could be free to do them. And I think um, though that um, actually I, I wanted to talk about something else real quick. Yeah, but
1: but really on that yeah. right, real quick, uh, you know, you think about there's no law that says you have to do good things for other people. There's no no law that says you have to, you know, bake a cake for the for the church social or or right. you know give money to to a charity or do these things. But we do them because they they make us feel good, or and they 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 make us. Connect to to our humanity, and uh, I think so, connecting yeah.
9: to our humanity hits it on the nose. What I wanted to say though, also is, um you know, I think the fact that um we have this incredible, extraordinary increase in petty crime of various types. and by petty, I don't necessarily mean it's not serious, but it isn't uh, violent, you know, shoplifting, car theft, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And you know, it's awful, but at, at the same time, That's what we get when we don't enforce the law enough and we don't have enough police. You know, I mean, Seattle's down over 300 police, and obviously that's an incredible bad thing. I know Ballyham's down some, and just about everybody is in Washington State because of the attitude so many people have taken toward the police. But what I wanted to also say, um, you know, to commend Rich, is that it's true that life isn't fair a lot of the time but like i have never ever played the gay woman card i'm a gay woman i'm openly gay i don't care who knows it but i have never played that card in terms of seeking a job or seeking a prize or an award or anything else i mean if i don't get it i always ask myself in when i was you know working full time and all that i was asking myself you know, was the other person more qualified? What did I do wrong? Did I give a good interview? Did I do this? Did I do that? I didn't assume that the other person, you know, the interviewer, the publisher, whoever it was, Uh was, was uh, a biased. you know, because I am such a, my mind is so powerful. And I know, as you know, I know a great deal about a lot of things, Um, you know, just, that's. I remember one of your callers said I had a beautiful mind. I laughed when I heard that. But <laughs> that was really made me laugh. Couldn't stop laughing. But seriously, if you let anything that's different about you, whatever it is, race, religion, sexual orientation, identity, whatever it is, if you let that be an excuse for your um, – uh, no, I, I won't say failure so much as – you know, your inability to get everything you want or do everything you want. If you let that be an excuse, Joe, you are going to hurt yourself so badly. And I believe a lot of people do let their whatever difference they have in the world be an excuse. And I told my parents a long time ago in high school, I would never, ever let my sexual orientation be an excuse for anything and they hugged me and kissed me and said you are the best and Uh they i've never forgotten the love i received that day for what my dad said was one of the bravest things he'd ever heard anybody say and you don't forget things like that so from that standpoint i commend rich and um Okay. I usually agree with him on a lot of things, but um, you know, just wanted to call and and say that. And also, Majid, if but, you're still listening, no, we love you, and and we we do care about you. So please buck up and and be tough out there, and don't let anybody get you down. Okay. All right. Thanks, Thanks. Michelle. Uh, let's
1: go to. Uh, we got a bunch of folks on the line, so let's go to Chip in Bellingham. Hi, Chip.
6: Well, oh, hey, hi. Yeah, I want just a quick thing on the ferry, yeah, I was on the way back from uh had dropped somebody off to go fishing off of Lopez one time, and uh on the way back, it was late afternoon, almost evening, and there was nothing there, and I missed the boat by one car, oh San Juan ferries. I was there for i don't know well over two hours uh-huh. and one car. Wow! And to make matters worse, back then I was a smoker. I thought I was going to die. But, uh, well, luckily I'm not down. That was many years ago.
1: Because you were running but out I, of smoke? I, or... <laughs> well,
6: I, I thought I was going to die before I got to Anna to at the first store. But, <laughs> but uh, one car, I could not believe it. And there was, I mean, mm-hmm. nothing there.
8: Uh-huh. If
6: I had driven somewhere to try to find something, of course, I probably would have missed the next boat, too. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the cars would have been. But that was a, uh, well, let me tell you, I can miss that any day. So. <laughs> All right, Chip. Okay, thanks, thanks. for
1: your call. Appreciate it. Let's go to Tim and Everson. Now, Tim, you got a good government story.
4: Actually, I do, Joe.
1: Okay. Uh, so I was
11: without a driver's license for a while. Long story short, I didn't need it. I wasn't driving, yada, yada, yada. I said, oh, I, I better go get a driver's license. Well, I had a, a lien or a a ticket that I didn't pay, Mm -hmm. and this was probably a 10-year-old ticket, right? And so I got a hold of the Blaine court, and I believe the lady's name was Raylene, uh, circuit court head, and and she said, well, these people have a lien, and you got to get a hold of them. I got a hold of them. They didn't know the ticket. Then they told me that that hundred dollar ticket i had to pay them three thousand dollars for right wow and i said is this a legal lien i mean it's been like 12 years
1: no this was a traffic ticket
11: uh no it was yeah it was a. Uh, it was uh no seatbelt ticket oh wow or driving on an expired license actually is what it was and <clears throat> and the lady wouldn't answer me. And I said, can you tell me if this is a legal lien? And she wouldn't answer me. So I called the circuit clerk back there at Blaine. And, and Raylene, I believe that's her name, uh, said, they have to tell you that. Do you have that number? And I said, yeah, here's the number. And she goes, okay, hold on. She goes, give me a call back in an hour.
6: Uh-huh.
11: And... I called her back in an hour, and she says, "Go get your license. You're free to go." Wow. And I tried. I, I went up to Blaine, and I got a couple gift cards, and then sent them to her. And she said, and she sent them back like a week later, and said, "We can't take that. Uh-huh. We awesome. we just can't do that." Yeah, uh, yeah. I but of... I mean, the lady went out of her way. To help me and yeah. I can't say that about a lot of government people but that lady up there she deserved I should have sent her flowers and said just leave them there <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right well thanks Jim because and I think there are yep. a lot of uh, a lot of people who work in government agencies that appreciate your story and I've got I mean that's I've had my experiences with if we're just going to talk about specifically government employees but I've had some really positive uh, experiences at the same time had a really super frustrating experience trying to get my underage daughter a passport so she could go on a school trip out of this out of the country and um, but when it came down to brass tax I had really good uh, service I had to drive to Seattle to the to the Seattle uh, uh, passport office to get it finally and uh, after lots of back and forth in the mail but I had really good service there Um Just uh, one example. I've had other good experiences. So I think there are definitely people out there who are proud and uh, happy to be public servants. But uh, real quick, let's go to uh, Henry in Bellingham. Hi, Henry.
10: Hey, Joe. I've just got some uh, little piece of information that might help bridge. Um, There's a website. It's whatcomcounty.us, and it posts the ferry schedules for Lummi Island. Um, it'd be a pretty easy thing for him to look at and then he could plan his trips accordingly so that he wouldn't need to call into the radio station later in the afternoon and air his petty grievances. Okay. Um <laughs> about the injustices that are done to him. You know, if it's if it's not too much mayonnaise on his sandwich one day, it's the ferry the next. So um All hopefully right. Rich can get it together.
1: All right, Henry. Thanks, man. Well, and I was thinking that. I mean, the 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 ferry crews probably take their lunch at the same time each day. It must be worked into the schedule, I would expect. But uh, thanks, Henry. Let's go to our friend Lou in Linden. Hi, Lou.
12: Hi, Giuseppe. How you doing? Very
1: good. Very good.
12: I uh, wanted to remind everybody what tomorrow is. Can you guess what tomorrow is?
1: Uh, it's well, it's the 20, 22nd.
5: George Washington's birthday. Oh, okay.
1: All right, his official birthday. Okay.
5: Right. Is
12: Well, the day he was born, on the 22nd. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh.
1: Uh,
12: and of course, we used to know that when we had uh, his birthday as a legal holiday, but I guess they decided to uh, make Monday the official President's Day so that the government employees could have another three-day weekend. That was the actual motivation and Lyndon Johnson got that arranged. And uh, but the important thing that uh, to remember that is Americans have forgotten is that the very first act of George Washington as president of the United States in April 30th, 1789, was to rest his hand on the words of Moses, David, Isaiah and Jeremiah. And not only that, that was in New York City where the capital of the United States was for two years. Mm -hmm. George Washington afterward wanted to have a prayer meeting so that he could ask God's blessing on the new nation, which he knew the new nation was hanging by a thread. There was no chance, no guarantee, rather, that the United States would survive as a new nation. Uh, They were broke, they were poor, and they still had the British and and other people to contend with. So the, uh, uh, George Washington had a prayer meeting in New York City that day, April 30th, right there at Ground Zero in New York City. There was a little church there. still there. It's called St. Paul's Chapel. St. Paul's Chapel was built in 1760, and George Washington walked to the chapel with other people from the government, Supreme Court justices, senators, congressmen. And there he had a prayer meeting asking God to bless the country, to protect the country. Okay. But he also warned, he also warned the country that if we forgot God, God would have to forget us, turn his back on us. And it looks to me, Joe, like America's forgotten God. What do you think?
1: Well, I, I think the issue of God is up to Americans and not America, per se, um, our nation is not not founded as as a religious entity it's founded as a civil entity and um, those are my thoughts I think Americans should be free and um, and then encouraged to, pr- to practice oh, so whatever you're
12: saying I should I should be free sure and my children should be free to pray if they wish to pray in school that sounds like what you're saying to me Joe well, that gets into
1: a whole other uh, can of worms because then we're talking about cuz the government can it you know is barred from endorsing a religion so if 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 there are prayers being said in a public classroom then that is uh that uh, i think it can pretty well be um labeled like an endorsement of a specific religion. but that, uh, I,
12: You and I kind of agree on that, Joe, because I don't think government should be involved in education at all. The Department of Education should be abolished immediately because they impose atheism and secular humanism, which is a religion, on the people of this country. And that's why we're in the mess we're in today, Joe. We're well, secular humanists and we're atheists. But We're no longer a Judeo-Christian nation.
1: So you don't think that public there should be public education?
12: I would abolish the Department of Education and give parents the money to choose their own schools for their children.
1: All right. Well, okay, I, Lou. I appreciate your thoughts. And uh, well, we got thirty seconds. Juanita joins us real fast from Lyndon. Hi, Juanita.
7: Hi, Joe. I just needed to complain about Henry. He's like a hater, and he's always coming down on some of the callers. Today it was Rich. He picks on Rich, and Rich is a hardworking farmer, and he eats his lunch on the go. So uh-huh. just just so you know, he would never make anyone wait.
1: All right, Juanita, you got the last word, and thanks to everybody. Interesting calls, as always, and I'm not just saying that. really. I I enjoy this hour for sure. And thanks there for everybody who took part and uh, we'll be back tomorrow, four o'clock. Take more of your calls here on KG My Connects.